Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Even though I was obviously gutted and disappointed, I just took a breath and said, of course, yes, please. If anything ever comes up, I would love to be involved. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey, Em, and welcome back, everyone. Now, bit of a cliche for the listeners, but I think this shoot your shot, I'm predicting that you're going to claim it's your favourite again. Yes, and I mean it. How could this not be my favourite? I literally was like squealing when this came through. Sorry to all the other people that you've said your favourite. Sorry, Brittany wins. So Brittany shouted us a coffee and she said... I am obsessed with this podcast. You both have the best voices. I literally soak up everything you both say. That is so nice. I'm on a temporary contract at work and didn't want to return to my substantive. Mm. What does that mean? It means the role that you own. So you're acting in another area. It's a bit of a government type thing, but you don't own that role. You're only on a rolling contract, but you own a role back somewhere else. Right. Okay. I didn't want to return to my substantive position. So started applying for other external jobs. The first interview I absolutely bombed, but then I found your podcast. I've been at the same company for nine years and have had a lot of internal transfers. So don't have much interview experience slash I usually try to avoid them like the plague. (laughs) I was feeling really deflated and stuck and just lacking confidence in my ability to ever get another job because I thought my interview skills were were that bad. She was like going to stay in the job that she didn't want to go back to. After listening to your podcast, though, I felt so incredibly empowered and aware of my transferable skills. I got an interview with a government agency, which I would have previously found so scary and intimidating. I treated your podcast like a Bible. I feel like we are really being worshipped here. I'm not mad about it. (laughs) No. While I prepared for, I'm just crying because Joel's cooking onions in the kitchen and the fumes are coming in here. (laughs) Joel, cut the onions further away. Emma's in the middle of something here. I treated your podcast like a Bible while I prepared for that interview and went into it feeling so confident and prepared. It was in a different area to where I live, so I knew I probably wouldn't get this job, but wanted to do well to prove to myself I could do this Mm. and to hopefully get into the merit pool for local positions. My nerves 
didn't get the best of me and I answered all the questions well. I even stayed firm on the days I would be willing to travel if the hybrid arrangement was negotiable. I received a call from one of the panel members afterward with absolute glowing feedback and to tell me I'm successfully in the merit pool for local positions over the next 18 months. They said I had everything they were looking for, but there was no wriggle room on the hybrid arrangement. Even though I didn't get that position, I've never felt more proud of myself and I'm still on such a high. I've even since had the confidence to speak to my current manager about career development opportunities or a permanent role in her team. This has led to great internal feedback on how I'm doing, a permanent job offer and reassurance that there'll be upcoming managerial positions that I would be suitable for. I'm still working up the courage to ask for a salary review. All in all, my situation hasn't changed financially or in terms of a better title, but my mindset and self-confidence has approved immensely. Keep the podcast coming. I would love to hear more on creating internal champions or mentors and networking, especially when your mentors are very busy and you work remotely so you don't get many chances to speak to them. Thanks, girls. Oh, Brittany, consider that at the top of the list. We will do whatever we can for that incredible write-up. I just know that if you're from Australia that you got a band six in English. Like that was an essay that had a beginning, <laughs> a complication, highs and lows and the ending line. And her interview stories must be so good because she's really got the storytelling down pat. But also, um, sorry, the last line, like the, you know, while my financial situation and better title hasn't changed, my mindset and self-confidence has, like, that was so poetically beautiful. I'm obsessed. Brittany's put into words something that I've been like, you know, percolating on, just thinking how to explain for a while is I actually believe, and I already knew this, but again, I think I needed to think on it a bit more. People avoid going for things because they don't think that they can do it in terms of the interview. I could do the job, but I can't get the job because of the interview and it holds them back. And imagine the situation that Brittany would have been in if she just had have gone back to her old role and did none of these things. You've got like, she might get that government agency job. She's on the merit pool for the future ones that come up. She might get kept in her current role. She might get promoted. She might get a pay rise, other development opportunities. Like she's taking control of her career and good things will happen. Incredible. Mic drop moment. Brittany, literally obsessed with you. I just have a picture of who you are. I know who you are. I feel like we'd get along really well. You're a storyteller (laughs) like me. Love it. You had me on the edge of my seat. All right. Well, this episode will be hard to top after, you know, talking about how freaking amazing Brittany is, but we'll do our best. What are we talking about today, Em? This week, we're going to talk about what it means to be the backup candidate. Yes. And do you know, every time I listen to you say that word, I laugh a little bit. What word? Candidate. 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 Candidates. Yeah, there's another. So it's C-A-N-D, candidate. I don't think anyone says candidate. Yeah, but like. It sounds like you're stuttering. Candidate. You just say. Canada with an it at the end. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think the way you say schedule and resume (laughs) is stupid. So. We'll agree to disagree. Well, we're going to put a poll. Spotify has this new polls feature. If you listen on Spotify, please participate. It's very entertaining for me when I remember to go on and add some on. We'll do a poll on this episode for is it candidate or candidate? How do you say it? And you guys can let us know. 
So we are talking about being the backup, the runner up, the silver medalist, whatever you'd like to call it, the emergency pick. I don't know, like the... Not the top dog. (laughs) Yeah, not the top dog. If you're not first, you're last, right? And we're going to be talking about how that feels, what it means and what you can maybe do with that information. So this episode was actually prompted by a message that we got from a listener called Kate. And here is what she said. Hello, I was wondering if you could do an episode on being a backup candidate. Well, Kate, I've got good news. I had an interview which I thought went very well. A week passed and then they called me saying they wanted to let me know personally that they were going with another candidate. They thought that I did very well in my interview and potentially would have another position opening up in three to four months, which they encouraged me to apply for. This leads me to believe that I was their backup candidate. Personally, I won't be reapplying as whatever the concerns were will still be there in three to four months and I'm not interested in being rejected twice. Also, I want to feel like a company's top choice, not a settled second. Am I looking at this wrong? If they liked me so much, they should have picked me, not just hoped I'd reapply. What are your thoughts, Em? I can feel how she's feeling. My first reaction is, oh, because... I think this mindset more applies to a relationship, a significant other. If this was about that, absolutely. But Yes, I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. In the context of the job search, like it's a little bit tough to say if they liked me so much, they should have picked me not just hoped I'd reapply because we always talk about what's going on in the background and maybe they loved her, but the company wants to hire someone really junior. There's so many reasons. And the fact that they are telling you to come back to me proves we do love you and don't want you to like be gone from us. And we have a recent episode on how to handle rejection because I think, you know, something she mentioned there of I'm not interested in being rejected twice. I think that's really picking up on that feeling of not getting it feels personal and it feels awful. And at the end of that episode, we actually have a little mindset exercise where we do a little comparison between two people. And I don't want to give it away because I think you have to listen to that live. But if you're feeling like this, like this rejection hurts and feeling like the runner up or the person that didn't get picked, even though they went, oh, you did so well, feels really awful. And it's like, I'd prefer to just not get the role rather than you tell me that I'm a runner up. Go and listen to that episode and the second part of that. I think that will really help. But yeah, I can really feel where Kate's at. And I did reply to this message. This was a little while ago now, but I thought it's worth doing an episode because I think there could be other people that maybe don't feel exactly like Kate, but maybe a little bit like that. Like, oh, you know, runner up. Like I don't want to be second in anyone's eyes. Which is tricky because in so many other facets of life, this is the advice we're told, like, you know, about making decisions. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Like all that kind of stuff. It's all very all or nothing, but it's a bit harder in the job search when there's so many factors at play. But that isn't to undermine how Kate is feeling because we totally understand that how much it can feel like a blow, especially if it's not your first rejection. Yeah. Or maybe if you're not super experienced in this process as well, because that can make it worse too. It's almost like the more rejection is bad, but also if it's your first time, it can feel like, wow, I wasn't prepared for that. But I think it helps like with everything we do. Maybe this doesn't help. Like, let me know, because we always do this whole what's going on behind the scenes. Why do they really do this type thing? I don't know if this is helpful. I feel like it is. So 
Em, I'm going to give you a bit of background. So here's how I think you should think about like what's going on in a company. And I think this is particularly relevant for Kate's situation too, because it sounds like, oh, there's another role coming up. So it sounds like she's going for the type of role where there's multiple in the company. That's not always the case because a lot of companies, they only have one of every role and they're very individual, but there are a lot of companies where there are multiples or they're hiring or they're expanding the team and they will need to add more in the future. And particularly if that's the case, I want you to think about it like this. Each time that company hires, they get all these applications and they pick the best person at the time, but then in six months time, they have to hire again because maybe someone left or maybe it's a new position and they pick the best person that they've got at the time then as well. There's no absolute best person. Does that kind of make sense? Like, Yeah, definitely. Because things change within the company. Yeah. And occasionally it just comes down to, did you apply at the same time as someone else who was amazing? Or did you kind of just get lucky and like nobody was available at the time that you applied and you were the best out of a bad bunch? I mean, that sounds horrible, but like there's a lot of that stuff that goes into this, right? It's chance. Totally. Yeah, it is a little bit. And If you're hiring for something over and over and over, even across the business or across time, like across 10 years, you might hire that role two, three times. They don't have this whole, you're amazing, you're terrible. It's like, okay, this works for now. This works for now. Something different works later. Hey, job hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one on one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. That's kind of what's going on behind the scenes. Now, the other reason of like, why would we have a backup candidate in the first place? What do you think? Have a crack, Em. People pull out all the time. Yeah. People change their minds. They knock them back. Yeah. It's smart practice to... Not put all your eggs in one basket. If there's, you know, a few good people, you sort of take them all the way to the end until you're really confident, you know, someone's started and signed a contract. Yeah, it'd be like, let's compare it to dating, given that we already brought that up. Obviously different in this scenario when it comes to like being the backup, but If you were approaching dating and you were like, my goal is to find a relationship at whatever point in my life, that's my goal. If you only ever went on one date at a time until you'd like gotten to four dates and then stopped seeing that person because it didn't work out and then you met a new person and kept going with them, you never- It's going to take you forever. (laughs) Exactly, because you're only going to do- one at a time and you've got no backup people like just it's a practicality thing of you don't want to put all your eggs in that basket because then you're back to square one and particularly when it comes to recruitment if my role and it often has been and often is to fill this particular role the business looks at it like yes I need you to find me a great person but I need you to also make sure that you're confident that by X period of time that this role will be filled. So you need to have confidence that, yes, you've got this amazing person, but what if something happens in their personal life and they have to move away and they can't take it anymore? Not that just they turn it down, but like there's so many things that could happen. You want to make sure that you don't just have one 
person for every job. No way. And then you have to go through the whole process again. Like Yes. And then you're like four weeks away because you've got to advertise. People have to see it, apply. At the end of the day, they're operating a business and they are business minded and don't want to be short a person when they need one. So it's just how it is. Yeah. And look, in a lot of cases, you do try and have someone as a backup, but you just, there is no one. Like you've only got one person you want to offer it to. And if it's not them, you know, there's actually no one else suitable. Sometimes that happens. And then you do have to go out and start it all again. But when you do have someone else that they go, we would 100% hire this person and they've got two that fit in that category or maybe even more, you want to keep that second person involved and interested until you're sure that someone's filled that role. So how do you know if you're the backup? Well, you might get told if you get the feedback like Kate. And what I really like in her situation and what I mentioned to her is actually a positive is that it was only a week between when she was interviewed and when she was told that they weren't going forward with her, which is great. Like that's a pretty quick turnaround in terms of feedback. Occasionally you might be the backup if you're the one that hears the slowest. Yeah, because they're trying to stretch it out to keep you there. Yeah, because maybe the person's asked to negotiate their salary or whatever, they're going back and forth with them. They've said yes, but they haven't signed a contract yet. So they don't want to tell you that you haven't got the job because if this person, something happens, you have the job. Like, Yeah, they're not ruling it out yet. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it's almost like there's an offer pending that might come through for you. So they don't want to tell you yes or no. Now, I've been in this position before and you do as a recruiter, I believe, you should call it at a particular point. You can't string them along too long. You have to say, look, we really liked you. You were the backup candidate, but I wanted to let you know now so that you can move on, apply for other things or whatever. But just so you know, we will reach out to you if anything changes. And I've done that. I've just thought of something. Yeah. I was the backup candidate. Yeah, you were. I remember this. I think you've talked about this. And it was a big success story. If anyone hasn't listened to, you know, our entire catalogue, which (laughs) are rude of you, once upon a time I talked about about how in my casual job at uni, which is the same company that I'm now working for that helped me land the full-time job within the company. The radio promotions team. Yeah, promotions team. team. They called me to let me know that, you know, they really loved me, but unfortunately it was just super close. And the person that they went with just had the tiniest bit more experience, but would I be open to, you know, keeping in touch and if anything ever pops up? And see- that was in their best interest because they hire that role every now and then. And if what say you gave that person the job and then two weeks later, a different person on the team resigns. Well, that's what happened. But also it was important for me that I wasn't salty about that. And I actually, even though I was obviously gutted and disappointed, I just took a breath and said, of course, yes, please. If anything ever comes up, I would love to be involved. That then makes you look even sort of more like you've taken it well. Yeah. It reflects well on your character. Yeah. It looks good on your character that you've been kind. And then they ended up calling me back, I think not even a week or two later. And someone had got fired for texting while driving. And so I got the call up. See, and they didn't know that that was going to happen. The amount of times that I've been like, hey, you know, maybe even someone's just inquired about a job and it, we've had a good chat and I think this there's potential, but I'm like, we just don't have anything in the area that you're looking. But hey, let's keep in touch because you never know. And then like a week later, something's happened. Someone's like moved overseas. That's like completely out of the blue. And I'm like, I, there is actually a person that I spoke to. Being the backup candidate ain't so bad. You could be the not backup candidate. They don't even like you. That's worse. Well, and this was 
one of the bits of feedback that I wanted to say. So how do you know? Well, you might get strung along. And I do think that this isn't great if they do this for too long. So I recommend that you check in and even just prompt them to say, hey, you know, if there's someone else, that's fine. I'd just really like to know because I've got other things to apply for. That's totally okay to follow up. But how should you feel about this and what should you do next? And I think you just touched on it, Em. You've done everything right. (laughs) They don't have to tell you that feedback. They weren't being nice to you. They were doing that for them as well. Does that make sense? Like that wasn't just lip service. They meant we will hire you because they backed it up with we did hire you. So I think if you get told this kind of stuff. Take it as a compliment. not for no reason. It's a huge compliment. Yeah. And I know that that sucks because it's like, again, we've talked about this with rejection where, well, there's nothing you could have done. Like they're not really giving you any feedback. They're like, you were great. And you're like, well, why didn't I get the job then if I was so great? But it's a good sign. And I think you should see it as a positive in the job search, the interview prep, everything you're doing. It's working. You're on the right track. Now, the company absolutely didn't need to encourage you to apply again and go out of their way to let you know they liked you either. And to talk about, you know, the three months thing or whatever, give you the heads up about that role because that role might not even be approved yet or it might not go ahead, but they're giving you timeframes too to say, hey, if you don't end up finding anything else and we're still looking like we might have this role again, we'd love to reach out to you. They're kind of giving you a timeline. So that's an amazing kind of step. They may even tell you about, oh, we have this upcoming project. We should find out X, Y, Z timeframe. That's a really good sign. I would take that as a huge positive. That's clearly they're giving you tangible, like, hey, come back to us. Now, it may have been something so tiny that set the other person apart. Maybe they had done more related to the company's immediate goals, or they may have even tried to get approval to hire both of you. Like you don't know what goes on in the background. Maybe they tried to be like, well, we're going to hire this role anyway in three months. Why don't we just get approval to just do two now? Because we've got these two candidates and they couldn't get it across the line. So yeah, there could be all sorts of things that are going on in the background. I would also say too, in terms of them telling you to apply again, I think in Kate's message, she kind of talks about, well, why do I have to apply again? I want to get your take on this, Em, to see if you'll pick up on this. Why might they say that? Um, Because they're not going to guarantee her the job. Mm, there's something even more practical. Like, yes, absolutely, because they don't want to make promises if things change and the criteria is different and, you know, they can't make promises for the future. But Does it, is it because of logistics? Like they can't look like they've just handed it to someone. They need a paper trail of you applying. No, it's so much more boring than that. What? It's so hard to remember who someone is, keep track of them, keep their details and reach out to them again when that role comes up, when you're a recruiter, when you're a manager. the mental load. And like losing their details. And you also don't even know if that person's interested or not. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah, that makes sense. The burden's on you if you want the job, like reapply and it'll go well. And it's like if you don't have a recruitment system and the ability to have notes and put someone in a little bucket to say, hey, I'm going to come back to these people later, it's actually very, very hard to keep track of hundreds of candidates all over the place. And in three months time, maybe even longer, four months, that is such a long time in the recruitment world. I've forgotten what Kate's name even is to be like, oh, who was that person, the runner up? Oh, I can't remember. But if her name pops up again, because she's applied again, and I can see her history in the system. Yeah, you'll have your memory job. Yeah, exactly. So 
that could just be a logistics thing of like, they will find it very hard to remember and reach out to you. So yeah, I used to say that a lot to people over the phone is to say, hey, I've got your details, but if you see something advertised and for whatever reason, I've forgotten our conversation or I haven't been able to reach out to you, just call me. Like, you know, you're the one looking like, just call me. That's totally okay. So don't feel too bad about that. And in terms of her saying that, you know, she doesn't really want to come back to be rejected again and not really loving the company for sort of saying that, our advice would be to judge them on how they treated you through the process. And if you liked who you met and everything, I wouldn't really put all your eggs in one basket and we would keep applying for other things. Yeah, but you don't want to rule them out just on this alone. If this company was also really weird and they changed all their requirements throughout and the person who interviewed you was a bit mean and kind of gave you the vibes of like you'd be lucky to work here kind of thing and there's other things going on, then yeah, maybe this is the sign that you go, no, I'm not going to bother. But if they were great and you were super happy the whole way and then this just kind of came in at the end, This alone is not a red flag, at least to me. Great. Now, if it comes up again and you are still looking, I would reach out directly to your contact as well as apply. So hit up the person that said, hey, apply again if you are still keen. Whoever that is, I would apply for the job and then email them saying, hey, I saw this role. You might remember me. I was interviewed by so-and-so a little while ago. Again, remind them. Yeah, I know it feels like you should remember me, but there's so many people depending on what their role is. If it's like the marketing manager or whatever, then they probably will remember you. If it's the recruiter or the HR person, like they are having trouble remembering their employees, let alone all of the people who've applied. So refresh them on who you are and say, you mentioned I was like a runner up for the role and you encouraged me to apply again. Well, I just saw the role and I've just submitted my application. Feel free to call me. I'm still available, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So use all your channels. Like don't just apply again. I would go back to the people who gave you that feedback. Now, As we just talked about with my success story, Sarah, you've hired plenty of backup candidates after the original couldn't or didn't accept, and it often turns out better. Yeah, like honestly, in the last year, it's happened at least a couple of times where we've offered the job to the person that wasn't originally going to be the one for it. Either it was for a different role in a different area, like we were able to find them somewhere else to go, or... We initially said, actually, sorry, you didn't get it. We were so happy with you. Here's the reasons you missed out and here's some feedback, but we still would have been happy to have you. It's just that we ultimately had only a certain number of positions. I just thought of another amazing example Mm -hmm. of a backup candidate in my gap year job. We're hiring. I wasn't involved in hiring, but I just was like looking and getting the vibe. And the person they went with ended up being awful and like it nearly drove me to quit. It was so traumatizing. And then they got taken care of and they looked to rehire. And instead of reposting, did they just go straight back to them? Yes, they just went straight back to the runner up who... I said from the start, I liked her and she came in and was just the best thing that ever happened. Great. Well, shout out to that person for being a backup candidate. It can work out well. They don't really know you that well. They've only interviewed you once, maybe a handful of times. That's not very much time to spend with you. So it's not personal and they can absolutely make a mistake, hire the wrong person, or they just didn't see what they needed to see or it was the wrong timing or a whole bunch of other different things. Being a backup can work out for you in the long run, for sure. Look at me. I'm a success story. Take home message. Yes, know your worth. Yes, rejection is hard and it sucks. And in every other facet of life, the if I'm not first, it's nothing definitely applies. 
but it's just a little too tricky to have that view in the job search. There's a few more nuances. Because there were people that didn't get these jobs and one of them was like our graduate kind of recruitment. The people that didn't get offered and that we didn't think of as like, look, if someone dropped out, would we take this person? We were like, no. Unfortunately, they just didn't make the cut. We didn't see what we needed to see. We didn't tell them that stuff. It's not a fake thing that we just said to everyone, oh, if only we had more spots. It was only for like a few people who we genuinely said that to and someone did reject our offer and we went, great, I can call that person. Hey, remember how I called you yesterday? Well, as I said, you're first on my list if something came up and it did. Would you like to accept? Yeah. They can't be bothered as if they're going to go tell that to all the people. If you're a hard no, they just send the automatic bounce back email. They they don't give you any time to say, hey, and explain when it might next pop up. And they can't be bothered for that. So if you really were a hell no, you would hear nothing or very minimal. That's so true. Even if you want to be really cynical about employers are awful, you could be like, well, they're not doing this for my benefit. So they must be doing it for their benefit. Therefore, it must be true. Exactly. (laughs) Flip the perspective. (laughs) Well, there you go. I hope that some of you out there are backup candidates because it's a great thing and it can also mean that you're on the right track. Like if you've not heard anything from any interviews and then you get a backup one, it can feel really rough. But I guarantee that that one where you're the top candidate is just around the corner because you're doing everything right. Send us a message if you have a backup candidate success story. Yes, I want to hear about that. That would be amazing. Maybe we should do a follow-up episode of just like inspiration for people who were the backup. Love that. Send it in. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming.